Welcome to the Inner Cop Podcast, a weekly show going to the movies, TV, and entertainment that people just can't cut away from. And it is time to talk about all of the best movies of next year before this year even ends by breaking down the Sundance 2024. I was going to say international, but it's just a regular film festival that goes internationally. As always, I am your co-host, Arturo Surita, and joining me to break down all of your future favorite must-watch movies, it's Zachary Shevich and Amanda the Jedi. Woo! What's going on? Ready for another year out in Utah, in the snow, in the mountains, the the coldest film festival that we go to but it's like worth it for the movies yeah it's it really, really is. pretty actually and air... con is really pretty but i i actually <laughs> utah it's Park probably City. the the most refreshing air to breathe in of all the film yeah. festivals we go to well, you haven't walked down the chicago alleys for the chicago film fest <laughs> so i'm just saying you know different strokes for different folks but we're gonna be breaking down all of the uh the entire lineup pretty much going through all of the feature films the documentaries all of the good stuff like we've done every year uh we know that this is one of the intercuties favorite breakdowns that we do because it gives you a, a leg up on whatever film festival picks you may want to have on your radar especially because some are also going to be virtual so besides going through the lineup we're going to give you our three tips on what to do if you're going to the festival be it at park city or at home which to me has been the best thing that this festival has done is continuing to have it be more accessible for people. But before we do that, right off the bat, we want to get you all excited with our top five most anticipated picks. Anybody want to go first? I could take it first if we want to. You want me to run through all five or just give you one? Go for it. Give me your top five. I'll start this out with a film from a previous Sundance alum back and in competition but somebody you're familiar with as well. It's the second film directed by Jesse Eisenberg, a real Ooh. pain. Uh, I'm really excited for this one. We were just talking about uh, before the stream, his last film, When You Finish Saving the World, which we all really liked at Sundance, but kind of got left by the wayside when it was uh, released more widely. Uh, hopefully that doesn't end up being the case for this one. It's a film that stars both him and Kieran Culkin as cousins who reunite through a tour of Poland to honor their old grandmother. And I, I don't know, I, I, as somebody who is Polish, maybe I'm just looking at the like connection that it could have to my own experience. But I also think it's that uh, Jesse Eisenberg is a actor who has a very specific wavelength that I, I usually find really interesting. And I think that's carried through in some of his work as a writer and as a director. So I'm really curious to see what he's got in store for this movie. Nice. Good pick. I've also got Between the Temples. I don't know how much either of you have looked into this one, no. but it stars the boy, Jason Schwartzman, who Ooh. I think is really exciting when he gets to play the lead in these kind of indie comedies. I, I really I think back on his work in films like Listen Up, Philip and stuff where he's just so fun and interesting and is able to really dig into these characters. This one I think is going to be really interesting. It comes from director Nathan Silver, He's a guy who I was familiar with through a movie he made called Actor Martinez, which does a really interesting job of blending fiction and documentary filmmaking and blurring the lines. He, he's a very interesting and kind of subversive director, kind of making these like grimy indie sort of comedic dramas but not really so I i'm just curious to see what he's got in store given that he's working with an actor i really like in jason schwartzman nice and those are uh both in the u.s dramatic yeah 
Uh, we'll shift over to the premiere section and look at my next pick, a documentary called Ooh. Girls State. It probably Let's sounds go. familiar nice. because it is the new film from Jesse Moss and Amanda McBain, who were previously at Sundance with Boys State, one of the best wow. documentaries mm-hmm. that has come out, I think, in the last, I don't know, 10 years. I, I really, really love that first film. And uh, they're, I think they're hopefully giving us more of what we wanted. I think all of us had the question actually after we saw Boys State, like, is there a girls state and will we get to see it at some point? So hopefully it lives up to the hype. It's a premise that feels ripe for for drama, given that it's about these sort of um, I don't know if you'd call them camps, but like educational experiences that high schoolers go off to to sort of Mm -hmm. like reenact the process of running for different positions in government. And the first film, Boy State, just was so interesting in the ways that even in this like small version of the like electoral system that's kind of being put on for show, you still get these like ugly reflections of what our current political system is like. So uh, I can only imagine the drama we're in store for in a uh, girl's version of boy state. All right. Two more going over to the midnight category. I'm really curious about this movie called kidnapping Inc. Mm. I, I don't really know much about the people behind this one. Bruno Morale, I believe, is making his feature debut with this one. Second. They called the other one a mid-length film. So I wonder... Isn't that raw, though? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, this is going to be like him working on a different level. And I think even the premise just sort of promises... It promises excitement. It's about these two kidnappers who are who are hired to do an abduction and find it out that they are in the middle of a political conspiracy. I can imagine this having the feel of like a run all night thriller. Maybe it's going to be something more comedic. And if it is, I'd be in for that too, but it's in the midnight category. So, you know, there's going to be some, something grisly or subversive or raunchy or vulgar or, or just sort of like countercultural associated Mm -hmm. with it. So, Kidnapping Inc. sounds like it's going to be hopefully a fun time, maybe a crazy experience, but definitely one movie that I'm looking forward to catching. I will wrap up my recommendations with My Old Ass. It is a film written (laughs) and directed by (laughs) Megan Park. It is also how I feel, but Megan Park is the person who made The Fallout, a movie that I Mm -hmm. think we all really responded to when that film premiered at South by Southwest a few years ago. This movie sees her reuniting with one of the actresses from that film and Maddie Ziegler also sees her incorporating one of our reigning Sundance Queens in Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza pretty much Mm -hmm. is enough to get my name in the door, but that title too. I mean, sometimes the title just sort of speaks to you, reflects your lived experience back to you and, you just got to go with it. You got to go with your heart. So uh, maybe I'm going with my heart. Maybe I'm going with my ass, but I'm going to see my old ass. <laughs> Our old asses will be in those seats. First <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very true. All right, Amanda, what are your top five movies? Ooh, all right. Some stuff's kind of been moving around here, but uh, I think I'm going to go with I Saw the TV Glow just to get a, yes. a midnight one in there right away. We got Justice Smith, Bridget Lundy Payne from... Um, I can't remember the Netflix series. She's the sister in the Netflix series. 
Uh, atypical. 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 Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. She's the sister in Atypical. So, you know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's her. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just kind of like interested by this one. It's I, I it's ba- I think it's made by the same people. Maybe not. Jane, who did uh, one of the biggest ones from, I think it was the COVID is it, year. We're is all it going that? To yeah, we're all Fair. going to the World Fair. So I was a little bit lukewarm on that one, even though the the subject matter really should have been like 100% what mm-hmm. I'm into. But I mm-hmm. do feel like this one seems like it's going to hit a little bit harder for me. I like the idea of this like mysterious late night TV show. I like things that can kind of feel like they can build up this like cult momentum behind mm-hmm. them in, in, a, in a world, in a, in a movie universe. So I'm pretty... Yeah interested in that one just from my first view of that inner cuties are i think this is the one they're most excited for because they loved the the one she did prior a24 already picked this one up that's usually a good sign that's what I mean. It's got and pretty decent producers. Yeah, uh, I saw Emma, yeah, Emma Stone, yeah. And her husband, David McCrary, who did uh, one of the best in Briggsby Bear. But yep. I saw the TV Glow is definitely up there. I think it's one yeah. of the best midnight ones. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited for that one. Another one that uh, I'm just going to kind of toss it to one of the um, world ones. It's called Girls Will Be Girls. This is actually mm-hmm. one I just kind of saw today, um, kind of from my understanding, is that it's like this girl who's at a very restrictive boarding school. And then she's just kind of going through that coming of age story of like you're discovering that like desire for romance and sexuality within yourself and how that kind of goes at odds with her mother who felt like she didn't have that opportunity to yeah. to go through that same kind of rebellious phase that certain people do, which I do feel like is something that can happen a lot with not mine, but like a lot of, I've heard a, a lot of my friends being like, yeah, my mom was kind of weird about me kind of getting certain experiences because she felt like she didn't get to do mm. those things. And instead of mm. being like, I want better for you, it's more like mourning for the experiences you didn't have. So I'm kind of interested to see what this yeah, kind of, good. yeah, I can, I'm kind of interested to see how this one, how this one plays out. It reminds me, remember last year, the big winner, uh, the Persian version was doing yeah. a comedic kind of take on that where yeah, her yeah. and her mother were kind of like, the stories were, were intertwined. This director's made a short called A Period Piece, mm. and it was about an Indian woman having sex in her period and how taboo that is. Yeah. She's going to get the tone down for sure. So oh, yeah. uh, that's a good pick. Girls will yeah. be girls. So I think it'll be interesting. Next one. Again, most of my thing is like I don't like knowing too, too much about things before I go into seeing them. But I do know that uh, Steven Soderbergh has a movie called Presence yes, with does. Lucy Liu premiering at this and Julia Fox. So I'm pretty interested to see... Julia's had an interesting run of her career, and I'm always interested to see what she ends up doing and what she ends up in. Not her first time working with Soderbergh. She also was in No Sudden Move. Yeah, she was in No Sudden Move. So I'm pretty much excited for this one. I think it's just kind of they it it seems like on the surface, just like a ghost story, like a family moves into a house and they don't feel like they're alone in the house. But like, I'm sure it's a lot more than that. Yeah. Knowing Soderbergh and just general vibes i'm sure that's just the most like sanitized way that they can put it without spoiling too much which i am fine mm-hmm. with so looking forward to that it's also written by david cope who Ooh. like you know some big movies there just spider-man jurassic just park indiana jones some mission impossible movies just... but he also did panic room and secret window oh. and i think nice. he's going to be more on that mystery thriller yeah. side which yeah. is how they're pitching the movie yes yeah the mystery side of things is really what you're getting my number two is uh, we got the man Sebastian Stan coming back yes. for his indie round with A Different Man, which is about an actor going under like really extreme plastic surgery so that he can have like a better face. So, so he can be, he wants to be an actor, obviously. So in it, I feel like there's, 
it just kind of spirals out from there from all the bad things that could happen if you drastically change your appearance that much and just trying to get back to a place you you might have been that you can't so that one again one I'm not really looking into too much but very very excited to see how that one turns out um, I love Sebastian Stan and these kind of weirder he, he showed that he can be weird as hell and do all sorts of like and really commit commit to what he's doing on mm -hmm. screen so I'm excited for this one and then also the girl from worst person in the world is in it Renat yeah who I can, in, I can never uh, say her name she's in a couple, a couple of movies she's yeah. in a couple movies here she's in a couple this year that's usually we see that at Sundance there's a lot of there's usually a lot the of overlap yeah. a lot of doubles a lot of doubles and then my last one should be no surprise to anyone here Love Lies Bleeding, my yeah. number one anticipated movie. We got creepy Kristen Stewart going in with another gay story. She manages a gym and she falls hard for one of the bodybuilders there. And uh, it, it gets it turns into it, it spirals into some 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 wild violence. And I guess lose from a criminal family. So again, I haven't even watched the trailer for that. I know it exists. Oh, you haven't? I, I shared it and I didn't watch it. I was like, I was seeing this and oh, I shared the crazy. trailer. I'm excited. Yeah. I saw the I saw up until like seeing Ed Harris with the creepy hair. And I was like, mm -hmm. I'm in. And I backed out. Nice. So yeah, Ed Harris is in it too. Dave Franco, Jenna Malone, who you guys from she's had such a like wild career because you wouldn't think she's not old by any means, but like she's in Donnie Darko, which came right. out in like two thousand. Contact and then, also? She's got yeah, that crazy shot. Exactly. She's but then she also looks the exact same age as she was in Donnie Darko <laughs> when she hits Hunger Games, Catching Fire, yes. which is like 20 yes. years later. Not 20, but like, yeah, 20 years later, basically. She's also in a Not couple 20, here. Like 13. She's in another yeah, one Yeah, she's in a couple. Well. She's in uh, one with uh, David Schwimmer. Yeah. A Little Death. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think it's, I hope it uh, delivers, but uh, I will be there seated and attempting to be there seated day one. Yeah, and that's another one that's also directed by Rose Glass, who a yes. lot of people really liked uh, her last outing in St. Maude. Already picked up by A24 and I think has a March release date. So we're going to have hey. that leg up and being able to get a review out to, to talk about it uh, before everybody gets it pretty soon. And apparently so. this one might actually be one of the digital ones. I ain't going to watch it digital, but somebody said that they think this one is one of the digital selections. I don't know how true that is. It doesn't seem like it's one of the ones that they would make a digital selection. Some wishful thinking, yeah. maybe. Like, usually once, I think we're putting it out there. Because the I think once <laughs> this a film yeah, is not available. I didn't think so. I was pretty sure it couldn't have been. I didn't double check it, but I was like, that doesn't make yeah. sense. Like the second A24 picks things up, that's when it leaves. We are going to be breaking that down on what is online, what is not. There are specific mm. categories. If they're in competition, they tend to be. So something like the midnight category is usually not available, which is why. Which is uh, weird I think to me. Yeah. You can, first and foremost, look at the schedule right off the bat and see what is playing and what is not playing just mm -hmm. by going to the main site on the program and seeing nice. when the tickets are going to be oh, available, yeah, yeah. when they're going to be playing, and then when usually something has an online screening. So, for example, if you opened up to the U.S. Dramatic Competition, you'd be able to scroll around and see that oh, nice. not only are you able to see it in person as it loads here, but you'll mm -hmm. see when they have a window available for you to see it at home. Oh, cool. So just because you're not at the festival, you can still be at the festival in the comfort of your own couch. So yeah, that's between the, the temples there that, uh, that Zach is looking yep. forward to is available mm -hmm. online. A real pain. So everything, everything that is in competition, in competition is going is to be it, online. Oh, that yeah. makes sense to me. So anything that's a premiere sadly is not. So these right. are movies that have already like, 
you know, their value they're, been picked they're up gone or away. They're, they're big yeah. ones. Yeah, that's why they're in that <clears> category. But there are some. So again, look out for it. If it's a tiny documentary, they will make it available to the oh, public. Yeah. So just keep an eye out for that because things can change. Um, but yeah, that's probably the first thing to know in terms of how you're going to be approaching the tickets. To get tickets, as we've broken down every single year, you pretty much just go to the ticket site. They have different <laughs> passes for you to go and select if you're going to be there in person. There is two distinct things to break down, and that is whether you're going to be in Park City or whether you're going to be in Salt Lake mm. City. Salt Lake City is always going to be your best bang for your buck. Park City is where all the partying happens, but yeah. it is the busiest and most priciest of them all. They have some of the most beautiful theaters, but if you were looking to just go there for a couple of days, I do think that Salt Lake City is going to be the better option if you're looking for a, a more budget-friendly way to do things. The most yeah. important part would be is seeking out the theaters because you want to make sure that you give yourself enough time no matter whether you're in Park City or in Salt Lake, to get to the theaters that you need to. So yeah. even if you get a lot of these passes. Yeah. Which we should also mention that, like, you may look up how long it takes to travel from the Egyptian to the Eccles on Google Maps, and it'll say something like 10, 15 minutes. It's not that mm -hmm. short. During the festival, part, particularly during that opening long weekend, five or six days that start the festival, Park City is a small ski village that gets yeah. overrun by half of Hollywood. So the traffic comes to a standstill. Um, definitely add yeah. like an additional 30 minutes to your travel time when you're going. Or learn to walk fast. Anywhere Easily. in Park City by car, at least. I can yeah. get from Holiday to Eccles in 15 minutes. She was beating out Uber. That's a challenge. I, I want Send your best Eccles to, send where, where was it? <laughs> well, yeah, your best your trial time, time trial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trial time. You're just gonna be skating from theater to theater. Yeah, take advantage of the bus system though. The bus yeah. system becomes free the entire time the festival is running. That's take advantage of it. It's usually reliable as long as you get on the right one at the right time. Yeah. And memorize that schedule. The yeah, map. memorize the set schedule and don't be afraid to ask the bus driver and say, don't just say, do you go to this stop? Say, are you going to this spot next, which is logically where you should be going next, or do you have like ten other stops before you get to that yep. spot? Good point. So look at the routes, make sure you're paying attention, ask the volunteers. They're really good, really knowledgeable, really helpful. Yeah, just don't, uh, if you can avoid driving, avoid driving. Yeah, It is not a drive-friendly city. If you park in the wrong place, your car will be towed, it will be yeah. gone, and yeah. it will not be there when you're out from your theater. Do you guys have a favorite theater? We like to always go and try to hit oh, every man. single one for for our annual visit. But is there one that you know you can't you can't go home without that you would recommend for for new visitors? Mm. Well, I feel like the biggest and sometimes most exciting films tend to have their premiere at the Eccles, and there Eccles. is something special about getting a rousing audience, you know, applause and Q and A at the Eccles that really does feel like the Sundance mm. experience. And the theater is, you know, decently comfy. It's given that it's a high school auditorium. Yes. Even if it isn't necessarily the best, like, sound or picture quality you'll get at the festival. Right. Especially where you sit. Yeah, for sure. You will get better sound and picture quality at a place like the Egyptian, which is kind of like the historic Sundance one. Definitely a fun place to catch, like, a midnight movie. But mm -hmm. those seats are not necessarily <laughs> the most accommodating or the most modern. So no. that that is something to keep in mind as well and that screening room fills up very quickly i think the mm -hmm. best mixture of those things you'll probably all agree with me is got to be the ray 
Yeah. The Ray is the best one. The Ray is the best. If you want to see a movie with the fullest experience at Sundance, it is right at the center of everything going on. There are multiple other venues around it. And you have the Fresh Market, which really is the hub the for hub. all things life support, yeah. food, <laughs> anything that you need. And it's right there next to the double tree in the back. And it's the, mm-hmm. the one with the best Dolby sound. Yeah. yeah. Th- th- those That year that me and Alina were working press and we had to mm-hmm. wait in a- for hours. So you we had to line up super fast to make sure that we could be the first ones in after everyone yeah. else got let in. We lit the fresh market was like the lifesaver. It's, everything. it's yeah. everything. I don't actually think I hot I caught the ray this year. I actually don't think I saw a movie in the ray. Oh. We'll have to change that. Yeah, I got a lot banging. of premieres this year. I got a lot of premieres. So I was at Eccles. I was at Eccles so much mm. this year. Right. Worth it. Because yeah. when you get the, the Q&As and you get like surprise performances like we did with the that. theater yeah, camp, theater it's definitely camp. worth it. But it's I will so say because last year they were giving out stuff at the Eccles. So keep an eye yeah. out to be there early in some venues, specifically the Ray, because they'll give out whatever the sponsor is for the year. They tend to do a lot of promotion there for the mm-hmm. early screenings. So besides the in-person stuff to check out, to keep on your radar, there is also the online component. Like we said, we're going to be going through the festival and letting you know which one's online or not, but you do have various options here to get a festival package online. You can get individual tickets. You can get a whole shorts pass, which allows you to see all of the shorts, which I think is definitely worth it because a lot of these shorts end up becoming features. They end up becoming Oscar nominees and if not winners, but the award winners package is also a really great option because whatever wins, you get to secure your tickets right away. Maybe you don't know what you want to risk your money on. This will be all of the winners right at your disposal in the comfort of your own home. Because again, all of the the titles that are in competition will be available virtually. So keep an eye out for that. If you have any other questions or anything, let us know down below. I don't know if y'all have any other last minute tips, tricks, or otherwise. Besides gloves. (laughs) Definitely gloves. Uh, Gloves are really important. You know, just getting into the idea of what tickets to choose and if you are potentially doing the in-person experience. Obviously, if you are interested in going to premieres and seeing Q&As and seeing the the stars show up, then you got to be there for those first few days in that opening weekend. Because mm-hmm. they do. They leave, yeah. Yeah. But if you are just in it for the movies, you can get like a best of fest package mm-hmm. or a second half package. Yeah. And that's a great way to at a much more affordable rate, be in Sundance seeing the movies. And that's ultimately the reason why all of us go there. So that's totally something to consider as well. And just another notice that like, I know there's going to be frustration from a lot of people over which films are playing online and which films are not. But Sundance is, as Art was mentioning, probably the last major festival standing that has a significant amount of its catalog available online. And yeah, it might not be all of the most splashy films or the A24 films, but there's going to be a lot of really great films there. And we'll, as we go through the catalog, we'll talk about what great films you might already know have premiered in some of these categories and which of those categories are going to be online. Yep. Yeah. Also, the wait list. Never underestimate the wait yeah, list. Never yeah, never. Yeah. Make sure you get the Sundance app, especially for those early morning ones. They have become so available that they're inviting press to yeah. make sure that those seats get filled. So if you're willing to wake up and make the treks in the morning, the wait list is, is, yeah. is a great way to still make it in. We should add to that waitlist thing. The waitlist is particularly useful for those big auditoriums. So you can Eccles. look up yeah. and see like the Eccles or even like the, the library is pretty big. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure there's. What, I don't remember the name of the one in Salt Lake City where we saw Hereditary that's pretty oh, big. Yeah. Rose Theater. Yeah, the Rose, Rose Wagner. yeah. 
So I'm, I'm sure you Beautiful could uh, look that up as well, see the capacity of some of these places. And those might yeah. be the ones to, to waitlist. The the Egyptian yeah, waitlist, for example, is yeah. not necessarily the most worth your time. To that, that's the exactly all it. the way up there and then yeah, get the night? Yeah, you're, even if you're like 10. That's a midnight category. Even if you're like five on the Egyptian waitlist, you might not be getting in. It's so, so like, difficult. Play that game. But don't think you're out because you're 75 at Eccles. Because 75 seats yeah. is not that much in an auditorium that holds like 2,000 people. If a lot of people decide they aren't going to show up and a lot of people in front of you decide that they're not going to show up for their waitlist. People get yeah. caught with this every year. Waitlist. You have to be there 30 minutes before mm. the start time of the movie. Otherwise, your spot... They, they'll let you go, but you've got to go to the back of the line. So if everyone else ahead of you gets in, you can still get in. But we're, we're talking one minute past. You will not be allowed to get into your spot, which I appreciate because it sucks sometimes. You're hauling ass places. But, but fair just, is fair. Fair is fair. Just keep in mind. So they'll start lining you up by number. They'll pay attention if you're trying to sneak in there. And people will call you out because they don't want to not get in because you showed up 10 minutes late and you're the last one they let in. Yeah. So, so just... Be there 30 if minutes you're at a screening and you hear someone get a better number than you for the next screening that you're going to, you know, put some gum on their shoes, make sure that they slow down so they can get there. For yeah, and, the, and there's so many the times that, yeah, there's been so many times that you guys one. have been like nine and 10, I've been like 20 and 30, and are in and Zach's 50, and we've all gotten in, yeah, exactly. So, so especially for Eccles, but yeah, just pray you and just follow it. the rules, just show <laughs> just up, follow the rules, be there, and then play it by ear if, like, if you're. 200 and every single person in front of you showed up and it's a nighttime screening you might be screwed wait if you really care but maybe move on to something else it's all possible and dress warm make sure look at look at the weather bring clothing have it available it's pretty warm once you get inside but like you might Mm -hmm. have to be waiting outside in a lot of these places do we want to reveal the the secrets of uh our our favorite burritos in park city that might be a nice tip for some people you have to We'll cut it out of the full. Arturo, you're the one cut who found out. found it. Do you want to give them a shout out? The the no I free ads, but here's a free it. ad. Yeah. Alberto's is the go to spot. It is well, kind of right in the center between Eccles and there. It means a little bit more coming from you than from me. <laughs> yeah. It is good. What does it mean I if I say my burritos. I can, <laughs> I can have my burritos back at the Airbnb. But oh Yeah, we found out we could d- draw we could get it delivered and I'm trying to order and it's like it's not taking my zip code. It's the, the not fact taking it's my so zip code. logistically in the way of every theater every time yeah. we needed it it's like it's a godsend and yeah, the burritos really they have everything you need from breakfast to lunch dinner Dude. every single burrito smacks we can have a different one every single day and you'll I never get bored i destroyed my ribs saving that burrito like you i did. almost went to the hospital i was like i can't breathe guys and i was you know, like we it even had out. a life-altering moment at front of alberto's last time because that's when the car broke down Yep. So that place is very special for us. It is a sanctuary. Exactly. We are not sponsored. We are just fully endorsing Alberto's burritos. Alberto's. So shout out yep. Alberto's from here on out, though. It's time to get into the hey. best and most anticipated movies from the festival. I have uh, a little letterbox lineup right here of all the nice. stuff. There's some that I need to add because they continue to switch. Sometimes there's doubles, but... I have a whole uh, letterbox lineup with all of the movies that are coming out. It's the best way to see what we're watching because you can mm. do it, you know, based off your followers. What's the most anticipated? What are people rating the highest? We also have a little bit of an ocean page for all of the intercuties and all the patrons out there for you to be able to check and follow along so that you have your watch list to have as well. But let us begin with the U.S. Dramatic Competition. This is the be all. This is the one that gets the big jury winner. And we have a selection of 10. But previously, we've had several movies come out of this category. 
Yeah, I mean, this is like the iconic Sundance category, right? Going back to the the days of films like Clerks debuting here to one of the more contemporary favorites in uh, Whiplash, Whiplash debuting yep. here. Is there any favorite? This is one where I feel like I don't even need to like have done the research for you because I'm sure both of you have picks from like Minari more recently. Mm. Precious obviously was a a big one. Brigsby Bear, one of your favorites from the festival. Uh, Amanda, is there any that you can think of that were in the U.S. dramatic competition that are some of your favorite Sundance movies? Whiplash is definitely up there. I'm just so bad at remembering what categories. Categories, yeah. Cha cha. Cha cha. Oh, Cha Cha was smooth. Yeah, that's definitely one. I love Cha Cha. Exactly. Cha Cha is really good. Was 500 Days of Summer U.S. dramatic? Maybe. That's a that's a that's a good one. I'll look that up, but I, I feel like it was. Could be. It seems like it should be. Yeah. But looking at the lineup that we have here, I've kind of got them ranked in a specific order of how I'm anticipating them. So I'm going to be going through them, giving you some fun facts, and then letting you all know, do you think the people should catch this in person? Seek out Ooh. that virtual because this uh, category has it. Or, you know, maybe wait post-fest. But I agree, like Amanda, that if you're going to go to a film festival and Kristen Stewart's there, you kind of have to go see her. I got to go. The Midnight One is great, but my it. most anticipated right now uh, from the U.S. Dramatic Competition is Love Me. It comes from a couple who wrote and directed the movie, the Suqueros. This is mm-hmm. the husband. This is the wife. And it's a love story that's supposed to take uh, place long after humanity's extinction, where they're saying it's a buoy and a satellite. But I see humans yeah. here. Me so too. I don't I was know like... what type of... Right? What type of crazy intergalactic story they're going to make? Are their souls continuing through inanimate objects? Is this going to be like Wally for adults? Wally's already for adults? Is this going to be the next step for it? I, I'm, I'm very excited. excited for this to the point that it's made my top five of the fest completely. And the beauty of it is that you're going to be able to catch it online if you're curious. So keep an eye out for this one. I think all of us are excited. And uh, Zach already had the bit that ironically the, the two titles to, to mix up a lot also just so happen to have Stuart. Yeah, I yeah, know. Both of the love movies, Love Me and Love Lies Bleeding. It's not going to make it easy for me to remember when we're already like 50 movies deep. But, it's uh, easy. It's yeah. easy. Bleeding. Midnight. Mus- muscly Mommy. Right. Bleeding. Muscly Mommy. Okay. That's all you need. Oh, yes. I don't. Love Lies Bleeding. Is, is, it, is, it, is it Midnight? It's Midnight. It's Midnight. Yeah. It's like oh. a murder. I know, I know like that, that, but for some reason I thought it was in a different. Yeah. Oh, so is. this okay. is the yeah, this is the one Kristen Stewart movie that actually will be online. Yeah. On top yeah. of that, there's going to be extra screenings for it. There is a completely different page for you to go check it out because Ooh. it already won an award. There Whoa. is always an award that gets given out before. Y'all already know it. This award has gone to movies oh. like Tesla. One of my personal favorites, Searching, got this award, and yeah. they already have a jury prior to the to the. You know, festival that gets to pick it so that means that you're going to have a second window to check it out online you're going to have other options to go see it and oh look at that the right theater no better theater to catch this in. Hey, so nice. one of my most I'm anticipated gunning. multiple reviews or multiple uh sorry venues to catch it at uh love me going to be playing at the top of the u.s dramatic competition the next one i agree with zach a real pain had jesse eisenberg yeah. going to poland visiting it Having all of his baggage that he was dealing with personally and then going, dang, look at the history here in Poland. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's now combining all of his personal trauma with historical trauma. We were both real big fans of his last outing that he had in 
when you, you finish saving, saving the world, world. Mm. Oh, yeah a movie that mm. zach put in his hidden and uh yeah you have a stellar cast here kieran and colkin we thought had a standout kieran final season kieran did i say it wrong you said kiernan which is really funny in the extra n yeah there's an okay. there's an actual publication wrote it like that and i was like guys guys <laughs> mr colkin it's going to be in this alongside jesse eisenberg yeah they play uh <laughs> brothers if i'm not mistaken cousins cousins, cousins. Uh, and this is the second movie, or unless you want to consider the first, that's also produced by the duo Emma Stone and her husband, hey. Dave McCary. Hey. So uh, yeah. it's got that Looking really good uh, backup. And when you got producers who have produced some bangers from Sundance, yeah. I, th- I think I think you're going to be set. So really looking forward to this one. Plus, this doesn't have a composer so far. This is a movie that literally just says that there is a music supervisor and that's it. Oh. So it's going oh, to rely on the They got visuals. a Georgie. They got a Georgie. Yeah. And their their cinematographer just so happens to be one of the best Polish cinematographers Ooh, out there with EO, EO Wolf <laughs> Sweat. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a really good one. So keep an eye out for a real pain, a U.S. and Poland production. The mm-hmm. next one that, that one. I personally have that I'm really looking forward to is this movie called In the Summers about two daughters who are kind of dealing with their father who's got a lot of trauma if I'm not mistaken and they're they're going through a lot of ups and downs with them but what's interesting is that this is a stat cast you have supergirl you have I was expecting Batgirl, a one and then you have the performer of the year from last year Leo Mihal from hey. Mutt. ooh this has I a stat cast didn't know they were in Dear Evan Hansen I, dude that surprises me Unrelated. every single time that I open yeah, it yeah no, like, <laughs> so I think that that uh uh the cast right there was already enough, but for anybody who cares about Residente, this is a really big Latino performer. He uh, is from Calle 13. He sings the song Atrévete, which was just in Blue Beetle, which got the biggest reaction from every screening that I had. The dude is making a turn over here for acting. He plays the father. That has me like 100% already excited for this movie. I think it's going to be a fascinating look at them. It comes from a producer who did Birdman wrote Birdman, has worked with Alejandro multiple times. And there is a chance that this might come to Netflix. I did my due diligence. I I looked at it. A lot of these pictures have been released on Netflix. They've played Mm. at festivals and then gone to go there. So in case you do miss it, know that there is a chance to catch it after the fact. But in the summers, my uh, third runner up there. This next one is a comedy drama. Didi. I don't know if you guys have heard anything about this one, but... There was a short that played last year called Grandma and Grandma, also known as Nai Nai and Waipo, which I wish they kept because that was the original name at Sundance. Mm. I'm rooting for this to get a nomination at the Oscars. That's how good it is. Wow, it's been nominated okay. in several places. Nice. But this is the director making his feature debut, if I'm not mistaken, about a little boy right before he goes to high school. Now, mm. the thing about that is that Isaac Wang playing the little boy just so happens to be one of the funniest parts of Good Boys. Oh, yeah. He was also in Raya, so it makes sense that a producer on this project is Carlos Lopez Estrada, who was previously oh. at Sundance with one of our uh, favorites in Summertime. So yeah. I yeah. think it's got a, a really good cast going with it. Joan Chan, who I, I know a lot of people are going to know from Twin Peaks, I believe may be playing a parental figure in this. But mm. uh, it looks like it's going to be a, a really funny take on uh, adolescence. So Didi, another pick from the U.S. Dramatic Competition. Nice. I got one more pick. Uh, I don't know oh. if you have stress positions on your list, but it's definitely stress one. Stress position is a good one. That I'm really excited for as well about a guy who's keeping strict 
quarantine in his ex-husband's Brooklyn Brownstone while caring oh, yeah. for his nephew while bedridden in a full leg cast after an electric scooter accident. It's a very convoluted plot, but it sounds like it sounds like the kind of like uptight uh, hijinks that would be hilarious in the mouth of somebody like John Early, who Art and I uh, like quite a bit from uh, his specials that have been on Peacock to his appearances in various films. I also really love uh, his role on the formerly TBS and then Max show <laughs> search party. I think it was. Yeah. 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 But he's, he's a hilarious performer and uh, he gets to take the center stage here. I just sort of, there's that one image that uh, they use for the film of him just looking covered in flop sweat leaning out of a window and it just gives me the kind of like (laughs) exasperated energy that i think is going to be pretty hysterical so stress positions is definitely one of the ones i'm looking forward to good one i hope this one's good it is written directed edited composed and starring tita hamill so that's also another impressive stat that uh that always stands out for me so yeah that's a good one in stress positions Uh, any other picks over here I'm interested by by Sasquatch Sunrise, Sasquatch Sunset, Sunset, yeah. Sasquatch Sunset. Suncoast. Suncoast is good. That one Sun I've Coast left. Video. That one too. Um, but I think they. I think I'm going to see that before the festival because they seem Ooh. very amenable to sending Ooh. screeners. So that's why that didn't make my list because I feel like I'm going to see it before mm-hmm. we get there. Which doesn't mean it's bad. I've seen so many. We've seen so many good things from yeah. screeners. Talk to me yeah. was a screener. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that one, Suncoast looks really good, but I was talking about Sasquatch Sunset. Oh, uh, do you have anything from the dramatic competition? Oh, dramatic competition. Yeah. Oh, right. We're in a different category. Uh, While well, you search that one up, the other Suncoast ones that did I seem good, had, yeah. Uh, Pony Boy. This is going to be yeah. a really good one. Oh, uh, yeah. Pony Boy is a drama that has a stat cast from Dylan O'Brien. I know a lot of people are fans. <laughs> I love my boy, Dylan. Of Victoria Pedretti. I Everybody love else in She's this playing it. She's on all back. cylinders. I've yeah. been worried about her. She disappeared. I'm, I'm glad she's back too. Yeah. I think something, I don't know what happened to her at Netflix, but she said nah. Yeah. So I, I was worried. I don't know if y'all got Sorry. to see everybody, which was talking about intersex yeah, yeah. people. Mm. River was in that movie, in that documentary. They wrote the, let me see if I find right here. They wrote the short and directed Ooh. the short. So Ooh, now they've okay. got a movie. My only concern here is that it comes from the dude who did Blast Beat. Mm. I like Which I thought Blast was decent. I, thought, I, actually, yeah, I think I, I liked thought, it exactly. the most. I think I, I liked it, it was the decent. most. It was fine. But what really has me excited is the fact that this not only has a stacked cast, but you have the you have the team who worked on Theater Camp, Cha Cha. Yeah. Am I okay? Am I okay? <laughs> Emma Thompson is producing this. Oh. And Stephen Fry. I would oh have gosh. never thought that this Stephen man would be uh, associated with something like this, but it seems to have a really what good. What are you trying um, to say? I'm joking. <laughs> Stephen Fry? I'm joking. <laughs> I know, no, I, I get it. It's like some like, you know, old British dude. You're like, okay, cool, sick. It's also like the first thing that he's produced, which has me really interested. But uh, yeah. I don't know if y'all know who Adele Future Nur is. It's Drake's manager. He's the one who got Euphoria up from the ground in order to be able to produce it. So like all the talent behind this shows me that it's going to be a, a pretty killer movie. Nice. On top of that. The composer is the two-time Emmy winner from White Lotus, and it looks like it's going to be a very oh. heavy-sounding movie. So Pony Boy is definitely a good one to go there. And I saw someone in the chat was mentioning Exhibiting Forgiveness. This I, looks yeah. like it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that um, was on my runner-ups. Yeah. The director here has worked at the MoMA, the Whitney, the Matt, and they made a short 
I don't know if y'all saw Shut Up and Paint about a guy who understands that he, the paintings that he's selling are going to end up in private homes and yeah, his family yeah. will never be able to see them. Mm-hmm. So this movie was that. And now he's making a film with what I consider one of the best actors, Andre Holland. Anjanu Ellis is in this movie Ooh. about a dude who is a painter kind of reflecting back, uh, I, spe- I think specifically in his father coming back into his life. A really good thing of note here. Produced by Derek Cianfrance. Ooh. Director. Place Beyond the Pines. Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah. Blue Valentine. So I'm very excited for that one. But yeah. Some of the other ones would be a good one that is about a girl going out in the woods with her father and his best friend. And then Between the Temples, as Zach had mentioned prior, I think it's going to be a good one. I need to catch actor Martinez. That's been on my on my list for a while but yeah you didn't mention your boy does the cinematography on this oh yeah sean, sean price williams. williams uh one so, of the best indie cinematographers and director of sweet east yeah so that's a, that's a good one there but uh those are some of the picks for the u.s dramatic competition we move on to the world cinematic competition yeah. some of these have been pretty big ones with a lot of directors actually returning yeah, I mean, Scrapper was the one that won last year, which was not our favorite pick from the festival, but I know a lot of people enjoyed that one, and it is a really sweet movie as well. It's cute. It's cute. I also really enjoyed Brian and Charles that came out of this category oh, the yeah, previous yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. It's so goofy. That almost auto-played on Peacock the other day. I was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> This is also the category that produced Cuties in 2020, but it also produced Identifying Features, which was Arts. Art's favorite yep. movies of the fest in 2020. Historically, it's been the spot for movies like Run, Lola, Lola Run, Whale Rider, and one of my favorite Sundance alums, Once, from John Carney. Oh, really? Yeah. Why Why World it's Dramatic? Because it's British? Really? Because yeah, it's not from oh, the guess. U.S. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, I think we takes. have a stack like one Scrapper. this year again. Some pretty good ones. True. True. And uh, yeah, let me break it down with another one that I would consider in my top five already has a trailer. It's coming to you from Neon. Handling oh, yeah. the undead. Yeah, uh, yeah. Would we say Renata? Yeah. I th- Vir- Vir- Virginie? <laughs> Renata Reigns? If never you've know. seen her in Worst Person in the World, you know that it doesn't matter what she's in. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. It, they're pitching it as a mystery horror drama after an incident happens in Oslo. I'm all in. Oof. All in. Yeah, as we mentioned, she's in two movies at Sundance this year. So by the mm-hmm. end of the festival, we'll definitely learn how to pronounce her name. And and it's <laughs> we have and to. it's the dude from Worst Person in the World in this one too. Yeah, it's yeah, Anders. It's Andrew that same guy. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm going to be there definitely. Oh, yeah. I, this is one that I actually want to see in in theaters, but it is going to be available if you are at home because it is a part of the world competition. So that's really nice. cool. Um, Zach was mentioning one of the movies that really stood out to me, and there is a follow up from the director who worked on identifying features. Mm. but it is a twofer. They even have the kid who's in that iconic, I, I love the poster so much. He's coming back in Suyo, or Sujo, however you're going to pronounce it. That's kind of very similar about uh, a Mexican boy who's trying to leave behind his son to live for a better life. I think she does a really good job with her actors, so I'm really excited to see what she's going to handle with this one. This next one is a satire. That I hope hits in every way. It's called Veni Vidi Vici. It's a billionaire family that oh, I'm pretty shit. sure isn't killing animals. They do and hunt something else for sport. Hey, how did I miss that one? Yeah, I this have this one on my like list. It looks really it's interesting. Up on our alley. So uh, mm-hmm. this one comes from Austria. And I, if, if they get the tone down right, 
we're going to be in for a treat. So Vanny yeah. Vici, definitely one to look out for. This next one comes from a director who did, or I sorry, the actor was in a short mm. called Too Rough. I don't know if y'all got to see this. It's a crazy good short about a gay guy who has his boyfriend come over and he has to hide, not realizing that this dude lives in an uh, abusive father-son household. Mm. So now he's playing a 25-year-old aspiring writer who has a double life as a sex worker. And he goes by Sebastian. This looks like it's going to be a very interesting uh, character study on him because it looks like he's yeah. like code switching all the time depending on what he's doing, especially when the two worlds start to intertwine. So uh, I'm really interested in that one because he's using his uh, line of work to do some research for his next book. Reina's is another good one. It is a this movie that on comes from Switzerland, well. Peru, and Spain. Talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I think it just has an interesting premise. It's like an immigration story, but like immigrating from, you know, a, a fraught situation. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things that's really great about the world uh, cinema competition are these stories that have like a specificity that really can only be told in a certain time and place too. So that's one of yeah. the reasons that it jumped out to me. It's a very good one. Uh, so I have that one in my top five. And then just going briskly through the other ones, a mystery drama from China called Brief History of a Family Mystery. Mm. Uh, that's the that's, other one that was on my list. Right. It's yeah. it's around the time when uh, they still had the one-child policy, and mm-hmm. it's what this family's reckoning with. I think that's going to be a really good one. The one Amanda had mentioned, Girls Will Be Girls. I, I do think that that's going to be a good breakdown. Just a bunch of movies that are going to give you all these different perspectives that Strong are going to be worth the watch. Yeah. Uh, and then wrapping it up, In the Land of Brothers, it's uh, three members coming back from an extended family in Afghan. Uh, there has been several other movies like Alcaraz. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Yeah. Or Under the Fig Tree, where mm. it's a lot of people who work in the fields and are kind of dealing with the community that they have. So I'm curious to see how that one gets expanded. Layla is about a drag queen, an mm-hmm. Arab drag queen. And then the last one comes from Brazil. It's called Malu, an unemployed actress living with her conservative mother in a precarious house in Rio tries to deal with her strained relationship with her adult daughter. So a lot of good picks from the world dramatic, like Zach and Amanda were mentioning, really, really solid prior entries. But now we move on to the premieres, which I think is going to be the biggest category of them all. It's called premieres for a reason, you know? Exactly. (laughs) A lot of times the movies that even feel like it's so big. Why is it even here at Sundance? Yes. Have their premiere here. Movies that have an attachment to a studio already. This is the category that in the past has premiered films like The Big Sick from uh, Kumail Nanjiani, Miss Americana. Mm-hmm. 500 Days of Summer was in was, the this category. Was the category. Oh, yeah, gotcha. it was there this you go. Which makes sense. Late Night? I remember that one being massive. Right. Uh, Promising Young Woman was a premiere. Ah, and yeah. more, most recently, this was the category that had Past Lives from A24 and Celine's yeah. song. Yeah, they She's knew. on a lot of people's best movies of the year list right now. So is there going to be yeah. another potential best movie of the year this year? Let's hope. I think we're going to have multiple. Mm. Right off the bat, another top five for me, Ghostlight. It's a drama about... Yeah a guy who works in his local theater and he's doing mm. a Romeo and Juliet play, but it starts mirroring his own life. I'm a sucker for that. We haven't mentioned that Dolly De Leon is in uh, one of the U.S. Uh, dramatic competition movies, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, which one it is. She's also in this one. She's going to be in Between the Temples. So another twofer for her. So <laughs> oh, nice. that's going to be really cool to check her out yeah. there. But 
from a triangle of sadness is probably what most from triangle sadness is yeah mm. but this is a duo direction kelly o'sullivan was in a movie that i really liked called uh saint francis and she also did a short called my summer vacation I thought that was pretty decent. So the fact that she's co-directing this with the director of St. Francis, I got this way at the top of my list. I think it's going to be really good. Especially, you know, when the editor did down low and we just put that as one of our hidden gems of the year. Of the year. So I would highly recommend Ghost Light. I'm really excited for that. Amanda had mentioned A Different Man. Yeah. Which maybe some spoilers there because uh, turns out that this is the guy who's worked on very similar movies. Uh, Chained for Life was another one that starred uh, an actor who many of you may know from um, Scarlett Johansson, Being an Alien, Scoping Out People. Oh, Under um, the Skin? Under the Skin. Under the Skin. Yeah. He uh, he yeah. made this movie yeah. a while ago. And I just, I love, Amanda broke down the premise about an actor trying to, to make it big. I love his description. There's very few that really get me to laugh. Yeah. Aaron Schimberg lives in New York. He made two commercially disastrous features. But the second one, Chain for Life, was well-received by critics. <laughs> this is his third film. So uh, I'm very curious to see uh, what they go for. Nice. You had mentioned how this man commits it all. I truly agree. I think yeah. all of his independent movies uh, was a fresh from Sundance yeah. was him going all in. So uh, a good one to keep out, a different man. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm-hmm. Zach had mentioned mild ass. I I'm just impressed by the fact that she went from being the actress in the Secret Life of American Teenager, and now she's probably going to have two really good features under her belt. So mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Megan Park for that, and uh, also good to note Margot Robbie is yeah. producing this one. So Ooh. you got some power back there. I, I would not mess. With a movie produced by uh, Margot Robbie, especially when their last Barbie, Sundance yeah. one yeah. ended up being Promising Young Woman. Yeah. So, some good stuff there for my old ass. Amanda, go ahead. You had mentioned Sasquatch Sunset. There is a lot to talk about this one. Oh, yeah. This one, I feel like they were trying to keep it all under wraps and you just really right? knew that just like, it line. was Eisenberg and Riley Keough and they still are. So if you look it up now, it doesn't just say a singular family. It does say a de- like the life of a Sasquatch family. Mm-hmm. And they've confirmed that now. But like... Is it going to be like a mockumentary? Is it going to feel like a narrative? Are they going to talk? Are they just grunting? I don't know. Jesse Eisenberg has said that he doesn't have lines, just various grunts. Wait, so. really? So that's why I this could either be really good or I'm going to hate it. Those are yeah. the lines here. I actually don't think I'm going to have an in-between on this movie. It's either really going to work or I'm going to hate it. I'm mainly totally. seeing it because my mom kind of actually believes that Sasquatch are real. It's a doc then. It's a doc. I'm going to be like, I saw it. I saw the doc, mom. They found them. Well, what if I told you it's produced by someone who usually gives you those exact same emotions? Oh, no. With Ari Aster. Oh, uh, mm. He's coming in okay. to produce this. He did a dream scenario too. Technically, yeah. well, that, that's what I'm saying. It might be a Bo is Afraid. <laughs> it might be a dream scenario. No, this is someone I... else's work. This is someone else's there. True. Ari Aster is around to tell them no. He needed someone around to tell you him You want someone no. to reel him back. Yeah. It's coming from the brothers, uh, the Zona Bros, who did Kumiko, which I thought was a pretty decent movie. Damsel yeah. is kind of cute, but they're working on the curse right now. So, like, yeah, they are. 
I, I'm hoping that they're still on that vibe and that it's going to deliver. So I'm really excited. Y'all are saying that there's no dialogue in this movie. So according to Eisenberg. I think they have one of the best cinematographers out, out there who's done a lot Ooh. of really good horror films recently. Yeah. So Ooh. I mean, that's a stack list between yeah. It Follows, Us, and uh, I Love Under the Silver Lake. So. Under the Silver Lake, baby. Oh, yeah. You and me are the fans, right? Yeah, we're the fans. We're the, we're the two who we're are going to be there in the retrospectives. Up. Wrapping up. Some other stuff. Presence, as was mentioned prior, mm-hmm. is the new one by David Sodenberg. Steven. The Outrun. Steven, what did I say? David. David. David, my bad. I said I read David Cope, the writer, and oh. Steven. Ah, uh, there the you writer. go. But The Outrun is going to be a big one. Nora Finkscheidt did a little movie that played in Toronto, if I'm not mistaken, called System Crasher, and she got one of the best child performances out of this girl. Oh, damn. And now she's adapting a book with Saoirse Ronan as a... I want to say that is prior, yeah, a prior oh. addict who's coming in, trying to revisit her old town, but is gonna have to face a lot of old demons. Ooh. We might be getting the best performance of her career, man. <laughs> we need it. I'm she needs it. it. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. I don't know if there were other ones that stood out to y'all because I know people did not like the trailer for the American Society of Magical Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> I was very interested in this when I first read it. You know, Michael Abels is doing the music and he's done a lot of Get Out stuff. Turns out that it's also the cinematographer who did a movie that sounded very familiar. Also came out of Sundance. Sorry Sorry to bother bother you. you. Yeah. That trailer does look pretty dumb. So I'm I'm a little concerned with it, but um, that will be having its premiere there. Could be a case of bad trailer. Could just be a really bad trailer. Because like we're seeing that right now with I Used to Be Funny. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope, but uh, but it's hard they, to uh, yeah. Chuata Ejifer also has a movie that he's directing yeah, called Rob yeah, Peace. It's a Ooh. guy who went to Yale, and then on the side is dealing like heavy drugs. So very curious to see how they're gonna handle is that. Is it heavy? One. I thought it was literally marijuana, which was just considered really heavy back then. That was considered serious. Yeah, probably. I thought um, it was. It's also it's also produced yeah. by uh, David Fuqua, so or mm. Antoine Fuqua. Keep I'm gonna say David for every single person in this yeah. cast now. <laughs> But I'm, I'm excited for this one. I don't know if y'all yeah. saw Chiwetel's last one. I remember Alina had to go see Boy in the Harness because she skipped the screening. She couldn't let be let in. So I think his direction's decent, mm-hmm. but the, the story intrigues me. So I'm curious to see what yeah. they do with that. Yeah. Definitely curious about that one. Yeah, same. I'll spotlight a movie called Freaky Tales. Have either of you looked at this one at all? Dude, read the I saw the teen man. punks and I was kind of interested and I, I like the idea of defending turf against the nazis it sounds so. like an anthology though which i know you're if which on. i exactly it, there's a couple of these i'm like eh. i i don't but. think it's an anthology i think it's more like a uh lock stock and two smoking barrels type like so. ensemble okay. interconnected kind of thing because it says it takes place in oakland in 1987 as mysterious force guides the town's underdog and in four interconnected tales teen punks defend their turf against nazi skinheads a rap duo battles for hip-hop immortality a weary henchman gets a shot at redemption and an nba all-star settles the score this has got like just a absolute wild premise uh, if you're watching the feed you can see that the image they've chosen is of pedro pascal who is an actor a lot of people are really excited about an actor that i like a lot is also in this mm-hmm. and ben mendelson jay ellis is in this too mm-hmm. who's ben playing <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah probably the nba all-star right that or, or maybe <laughs> So, like, this is a movie that can go either way, right? Because yes. like, when I see when I see something that's 
as sort of out there as this part of me thinks that like Sundance also had the premiere of Downhill the Bad Force Majeure remake mm. or the last thing he wanted that disastrous movie with Anne Hathaway yeah. and yeah. Ben Affleck but I also got a little bit of hope because I happen to be a fan of Ryan Fleck and Anna Bowden, the directing team who are behind this movie, most well known for directing Captain Marvel, although they are pretty anonymous on that one. I really like their work on films like Half Nelson, which got Ryan Gosling his first Oscar nomination, Mississippi Mm -hmm. Grind, which is a really underrated gambling movie with Ryan Reynolds, probably the last good acting Ryan Reynolds did, and Ben Mendelsohn again. Yeah. Yeah, that's their boy. Perhaps my favorite of theirs, though, is Sugar, which is this incredibly interesting story about a a Dominican baseball player living with an American family and playing in minor leagues. It's just a really they're, they're really, really interesting indie directors. And since they've been sort of like caught in the MCU sphere they haven't yeah. really got back to their indie mm. roots. So my hope is that this film sort of reconnects them with the nice. types of movies that I know them for and I like them for. I hope, dude. Or it's going to be one of the <laughs> big disasters of the festival and we'll just be there to find out. Well, I got two things for you. One to encourage you and one to discourage you. One, they are keeping the Marvel stuff. They have an additional director. How many times do you see that other than the Marvel movies that get an additional director? It's for stunts, though. Oh, so yeah. Hopefully, you they know. Probably, so that means they probably got, oh. like, they really they probably did the Marvel They really did learn from Marvel nice, and outsourcing. Yeah, how nice <laughs> it is to have the stunt unit. We got a stunt unit. You could you control that. We like yeah. that. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't veer too much that way. We still get the, the drama that Zach was talking about, which is why I got a positive for you here. It is produced by Too Short. So, you know, I mean... <laughs> If too short's on it, it's going to be authentic. (laughs) This was probably the biggest whiplash I got out of all of the research that I did. Oh, my God. Yeah. Too short's going to be at Sundance. Just speaking of the the music world invading this movie, Normani is one of the actors in this film as well. I think, right? As far as I can tell, it's their acting debut, her acting debut. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Angus in one of his final films. Oh, right. Yeah. And uh, Jack Jeez. Champion, who oh, yeah. who I think is going to be the hitman. Damn. Has to be. I know people really like him. Damn. Last two over here, uh, they have a, a new one for winner. Uh, I know a lot of people don't really care for Susanna Fogel, who did Cat Person. But <laughs> reality winner, dude, that's the, the story that keeps on trugging along being made. Yeah. It <laughs> is going to star Amelia Jones because she's the Sundance darling for them. I don't know if you yep. guys are up and down on this one. Winner. I think it's either I mean, going to, it almost feels like maybe run of the mill a bit, yeah. but it's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, we'll see when we see it. Like it's a it, reality winner story is obviously like a fascinating one that would make for a great drama. And the Sydney Sweeney movie that I really like reality. reality it's a very narrowly mm. focused movie. Like it, it mm-hmm. just takes place in the immediate aftermath of her being confronted so there is room to kind of widen the scope you know and and do a something that is a little bit more comprehensive whether or not it will be better we'll have to find out i just unrelated i had not watched reality yet did not realize that that was what it was about (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i thought it was something totally different oh that's interesting okay okay reality winners got like three movies out there what if i told you this was being pitched as a comedy it doesn't surprise me. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at it right now. It's it read like a 
it was reading like a comedy until I got to like NSA whistleblower and I'm like, oh, this is a real story. <laughs> like, oh, okay. This is a real story. Yeah. Well, I see she Jack Galifianakis and Catherine Newton. I was like, okay. As, <laughs> I don't, I hope it's not too Craig Gillespie-esque though. I'll say that much. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, we'll see. The last premiere here is a comedy action movie called Thelma. June Squibb stars in her first leading role ever. Whoa. I ever. I hope she, she kills someone. She's always been supporting. I thought this was going to be like a drama. The guy says this is based off my grandma who got scammed online by someone pretending to be me. So now yeah. this is June Squibb. I don't know, y'all know Fred. Fred Fred been out there. He's been working for a minute. Yeah. You've been Fred seeing the some popcorn man Heckinger. Yeah. The- popcorn <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> we, we know some stories of Fred. <laughs> It's an action movie because him and his grandma, not Fred, but the director, used to watch a lot of action movies. And they're kind of doing almost a reverse reverse Nebraska where she goes to get revenge on the people who tried to scam her. So pretty good lineup when it comes to the premieres. Then there's, of course, the documentaries that I have split on the notion as well. Zach mentioning Girls State. There's Mm going to be a a Superman, Christopher Reeves documentary Mm -hmm. that looks like it's going to be interesting. Look into my eyes comes from I think when y'all mentioned Miss Americana, Lana Wilson coming back. Mm. She had done Pretty Baby Brooke Shields last year as well, which I thought oh, was yeah. pretty decent. So mm. she's going to be there. There's a Devo doc for those of you who want to whip it. Luther never too much for those of you who like uh, R and B music. Mm-hmm. But there's one that really stands out to me. Will and Harper. Will and Harper. Yeah, Will and Harper. This this thing. I feel it's going to smack me emotionally out of nowhere. It's a documentary with Will Ferrell and one of his closest friends of 30 years who comes out who decides to take a cross-country journey. Zach was the first to spotlight. Bruh, it's directed by someone who made one of the kookiest movies. Oh, no. Not Strays, but Barb and Star. Star. Yeah, plus plus one for Barb and Star, go to Vista Del Mar, minus one for Strays. <laughs> minus I think two for Strays. <laughs> I am so intrigued with this one. It is a documentary, but he is doing it off of his uh, Gloria Sanchez productions. So I am I'm really looking forward to Will and Harper. I think it's going to be a surprise hit. And then there's a couple of other docs there too. One about the Philippines and their voting. I would highly recommend A Thousand Cuts if you haven't seen that one. Power about police in America. And then Subert in the clutch, who I did not know was married to uh, Megan, the soccer player. Rapino, yeah, they're uh, oh, they're the cute power. couple. It's yeah. a goat married Megan to a goat, couple, dude. Yeah, the power. I couple. did not realize that. Yeah, that's insane. So, pretty good documentaries there. Wrapping up the competitions with some of the U.S. competition dramatic selections. I have another top five for me. There's a Frida doc, and yeah. not just a Frida doc. A Frida doc that's coming from Carla Gutierrez, who did all of the editing for most of the Julie Cohen and Betsy West documentaries. Two goats in the sphere who are also producing this movie for their editor. So I am super excited for this one. I think Frida Carlos is one of the coolest figures out there. It's all supposed to be done in her words and archives. So I'm, I'm banking on this one. My only worry is that it looks like it's going to be a little too short. And mm. I, just, I hope they do it justice. Right. But... Uh, can see that when i think of frida carlo i think of producer ron howard and <laughs> i'm hoping that he's uh he's gonna make sure that that she got what she needed for it but uh that one's gonna be pretty cool there is another one from the editor who did genius which just premiered not too long oh. ago he even edited don't go telling your mama one of the the like spunkiest shorts that came out of sundance as well 
It's called As We Speak, and he's breaking down how rappers are the one genre of music that get their lyrics used against them. Mm. They mentioned that Killer Mike is going to be in this, so I'm very curious to see how this movie breaks that down. Daughters is about this uh, special daddy-daughter dance that they do at a prison. Yeah, and oh, the the one time that the DC jails allow them to connect with each other, I read this and I'm like, oh yeah, this is just gonna be like <laughs> one of the most impacting ones out there. Yeah, I, I read it and it was like, all right, I know the one that's gonna reduce Got me it. to a puddle right? of tears. Yeah. Got it. I, this is the one that I have to like be sure to have something to wipe my face clean afterwards. Yeah, and produced by Joe Edgerton. Oh, Ooh. so yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. I don't have much to say about every little things because it's about a woman who comes to LA and she's like hummingbirds and she starts following hummingbirds. That was until I saw that the director did playing with sharks and Zach, the Wiggles documentary. <laughs> so I don't care what hummingbird she's playing with. This sounds like whatever documenting she's going to be doing. I'm going to, I'm going to be there for it because she has been one of the best go-to documentarians in the past couple of years, in my opinion. And then wrapping up the, the, the top list here, Union. They made one on the yeah. Amazon labor. So I think that's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, and it's coming from the directors who did Crime and Punishment, which was a fantastic documentary. Yeah. I don't know if there was and anything else. I mean, I was just going to talk more about Union because 2023 was obviously like a huge year mm, in terms yes. of labor relations and uh, unions, not just in Hollywood, the writers and screen actors strike, uh, mm. but with the the railroad workers strike and with the, the Teamsters threatening to strike and all, all sorts of unions, especially the Amazon labor union continuing to try to uh, make advancements in Amazon warehouses and uh, I don't know if uh, is it Chris Small, Chris Chris Small or Christian Small, something like that, who heads up a lot of it. I'm assuming he's going to play a big role yeah. in this movie. So yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely curious about this. One. It looks cool. You know, there is one here that I have marked. Um, it's called Sugarcane, and I figured you'd you're going to be attracted to this one because the producer has done every single one of your boys' documentaries, Midnight Family, in a still small voice. Oh, it's about uh, an investigation that happens at a at a reservation. I think oh, you're talking okay. about future Intercut podcast uh, guest Kellen Quinn, who I just interviewed for his role on A Still Small hey. Voice. Oh, well, there you Hell go. Yeah. yeah. So boom. shout out to Kellen. We'll see you at Sundance. Sugarcane. Uh, that that's another one that you read the description to that and what was happening at that school. And uh, yeah, it, it definitely looks like it's going to hit. A lot of AI movies. One of the first AI movies is here called Love Machina. They want to transfer <laughs> someone's body into the subconscious but it's their affair buddy like it's the it's the side chick <laughs> gaucho gaucho go. is interesting because it comes from the truffle hunter uh duo i don't know if y'all ever saw truffle hunters but uh yeah i love that movie oh, yeah. or documentary yeah, yeah. I, I, that's still on my watch list but they're they're making one on gaucho so that's gonna be pretty interesting to uh to catch then there's porcelain war about ukraine and skywalkers about like Cirque du Soleil people, they're these, these daredevilers who fall in love. So that'll be out there as well. Yeah, that's the movie that, as much as I think it's going to be interesting, it's going to be a tough sell for me. Because even looking at that Heights. poster, I get that those <laughs> chills up and down my spine. Yeah. For world cinema, I got three to point out. This this one right here is insane. Yeah, Black Box Diaries. It is about a woman, oh, a yeah. journalist, who embarks on her own sexual investigation, really just sexual assault. That she received from like a real big high up person. That is her. She is a director. She is the, she is all of it. It's her debut. I like this might be 
the standout doc of the fest, in my opinion, because this sounds like yeah. the rawest thing. She pretty much uh, pioneered the whole movement in Japan. So uh, I, this is going to be a standout for the World Cinema competition, as well as Eternal You. We were just talking about AIs. Yeah. This one looks like the good one because it comes from some of the producers of Eternal Memory. Another one where they're trying to create avatars for people that you've lost, kind of like those Google commercials, so that you keep yeah. kind of like a semblance of your loved ones. Yeah. Or like the Black Mirror episode, right? Mm. Kind of like, exactly like that. The last one I'll mention here is a movie that comes from the director who did The Painter and the Thief. Ooh. Really interesting movie. This one's called Ibelin, about a gamer who passed away because he had a uh, muscular disease and his parents felt like he was always lonely in his room until they start getting letters from all of the gamer friends that he had around the world. So while they thought that he had never gone out, Turns out he had traveled the world. And I'm like, if they do this right, yeah. more tears. So we're just going to have icicles throughout all the festivals. So Yeah, I had, a, I had a friend who died of something similar. So Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a very uh, interesting perspective of looking at the gaming community as something yeah. more than the, you know, yeah. the, the same jokes that they make. In the next category, I don't know if y'all had any ones that stood out. Because I think obviously the biggest one is Little Death, a comedy drama that's coming from a dude who's worked with Kendrick Lamar, SZA. It's produced by Darren Aronofsky as well, which is what makes me think it's going to be super weird. Yeah. But this one seems to also be an anthology or, or like a cross That's why I'm like, movie. I was in it and then I saw the description and then that made me go like right back. Because I was like, Jenna Malone, Talia Ryder, yeah. David Schwimmer in something. like, And then it was you know like what? Dominic Fike. Jenna Malone? Jenna Malone. And Talia Ryder? Complete they Sisters. Yeah, I see it. yeah, I see it. So I'm curious for this one. It's about a middle-aged filmmaker on the verge of a breakthrough. Then there's two kids searching for a backpack and then a small dog. The next category is always different. It's They, they, they tend to be movies like a ghost story, uh, movies that try to do like different flips on things. So Spree. They can go either way. Yeah, I always say it's either going to be your next favorite movie or it's going to be a movie that you watch and you go oh, five minutes in next because yep. it's not going to be up your alley. <laughs> I mean, for me, Seeking Mavis Beacon is what I'm curious about as Talk a, about yeah, yeah. This looks as wrong. a child of the 90s who, who grew up in computer labs learning to type thanks to Mavis and her, her beacon. But yeah, it, it's a really interesting sounding film about the search for the cover model uh, from the these, uh, are they, do we call them games? Is it just computer programs? Typewriting games, yeah, yeah. Typewriting games, yeah. But, you know, obviously, like, the search for something that has been lost to history is an intriguing enough premise, but that they chose to put this in the next category also promises something potentially unique, unique or interesting mm -hmm. to the approach. Like, some of the uh, alumni from the next category are movies like uh, Sleepwalk With Me or last year was Kokomo City and obviously Art mentioned earlier Searching. So these are – or uh, mm -hmm. what is the name <laughs> of the um, – Joe Keery one uh, where he's the Uber oh, driver. Spree. Spree, right. So these are movies that are like pushing the boundaries of what we normally think of as like cinema. So there might be some like interesting twist to the to how they assemble this Mavis Beacon documentary. Maybe it's in the form of a typewriting game or something like that. I agree. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Already picked up by Neon. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. 
That's also a promising sign. Another thing that is worth checking sometimes with these movies is whether or not there's a studio actually attached. Like a lot of these films are already with like A24 or Neon. And obviously people have a lot of warm feelings toward those companies. So it might be Mm -hmm. extra incentive to check out some of these films. Could be good. Some of the other ones that, again, are kind of mixing uh, documentaries. So it's going to be really interesting. This one's about a a woman who's now like kind of living on her own, uh, dealing with anxiety and such. But it it seems like it's going to be intermixed with the director's own home footage. Mm. And the director, I think, has made some really good shorts. Pillars is on Criterion Collection. Mm. Uh, This one should have been nominated for the Oscar, The Sentence of Michael Thompson and Summer Animals. So some really good stuff. I'm excited to see her feature. It's Did you say the name of the movie is Tenderberry? Tenderberry, yes. Thank yeah. you. So I, I'm curious to see what they do with this one. And they continue it with hybrids. Desire Lines is another hybrid doc that says it's about the past presence that collide when an Iranian-American trans man time travels through an mm. LGBTQ plus archive. Mm. So some interesting stuff there. It's got Theo from They Them. And all I'm going to say... They slash them. Because that was definitely that, well, the intended title. They slash them. <laughs> they slash them wasn't for me. Same. But it's Adam wasn't homophobic. for a lot of people, and that has the funniest <laughs> ending. When they're looking out at the skyline, I still stand by that being one of the funniest endings to a Sundance movie, and it's on Tubi. Damn, I forgot about Adam until this very moment. Right? That was like Damn. the big discourse. That was discourse. the first year that we all did Sundance together. That was a big discourse. Yeah. That was yeah. a big one. Yeah. Kneecap is Michael Fassbender producing a movie, a crime music drama Ooh. in Ireland. So, mm. curious what they're going to do with that one, and... And we should also mention that these next category films are another category that is entirely online in Sundance. So along Mm -hmm. with the competition categories, these are all films that you can watch from the comfort of your own home. But I wouldn't let this one in my home. Uh, The Realm (laughs) of Satan is another hybrid drama looking at just Satanists, people who just, as it says right here, their lifestyle and magic, mystery and misanthropy, which if I'm not mistaken, means a hatred for for humanity, yeah, dislike of humankind, yeah. If you've already directed Buffalo Juggalos, <laughs> I'm sure you could put up with a lot. So I'm like super curious, yet I don't want to watch it at the same time. Realm of Satan, wrapping up the list for the next category. And then our final ones over here, there's some stuff that is playing at the spotlight, which is a category that highlights movies that have played elsewhere. I know you two have seen both of these movies that uh, are, are probably the biggest highlights here in How to Have Sex and mm-hmm. Hitman. I have seen yeah. both of those. I would recommend How to Have Sex slightly more. The Mother of All Lives was at TIFF. It's going to get a virtual screening, which is good because Ooh. I think this is my one of the few docs that slipped under my radar that might get the nom. Oh. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would you recommend Hitman or How to Have Sex if people are at Sundance? Maybe partially, particularly Hitman because it's a Netflix movie and we don't know yeah. whether or not it will get any kind of decent theatrical release. And like it's, it's fun a movie, with a crowd. It's a movie that is really fun to see with a crowd. So it might be worth it. Obviously, like we we always stress that like Sundance is an opportunity to see films that may not ever see a release like sometimes Mm -hmm. there are great films that just never see the light of day again so at least with hitman you do have the promise that will come out eventually but it's going to be a good time if you do go there 
I agree. Whereas like how to have sex, I feel like that might be something you might prefer watching at home alone or with your best pals of gals. Yeah. So you can <laughs> well, I mean, like you guys bus, said, but... Netflix for Hitman, right? And uh, mm-hmm. Mubi, if I'm not mistaken. I think it is yes, Mubi got, yeah, Mubi got How to Have Sex. How to Have Sex. Yeah. I missed both. I'm looking forward to them. I might have to jump over there and catch some of those. But that is the spotlight category, always highlighting some of the movies that have played elsewhere that uh, they're showcasing here at the festival. I don't know if y'all checked out anything in the episodic one. There's some some interesting nope, stuff. Not really. They have a Tammy Faye intro premiere thing. Uh, our big thing with these is that they're only giving you a couple of episodes. So mm-hmm. while it's cool that they're showcasing them, who wants to see two out of four? The only thing that they're fully completing is this God Saves Texas trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I it think is, Richard Linklater is involved in that as well. Yeah. Uh huh. He's got the first one that is called Hometown Prison, and his Curious. you need to watch separately. He will have three screenings, mm. whereas the other two are getting combined. Same same running time. They're yeah. getting combined for the price of oil in La Frontera, and you only get one screening. Oh, Multiple yeah. theaters. You got to go all the way to the Redstone for this. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe it's picked up by HBO, so you'll just be able to catch all three back home. Uh, the Lollapalooza story seems pretty interesting. Got picked up by Paramount Plus, and then the Synonym Fix is about the cult and there's already a doc that just dropped right now. Oh. So I'm, I'm kind of curious about that because it sounds like, oh. don't worry, darling, the movie. Hmm. So might be why they all jumped on it. Where's the uh, other doc that dropped for that? I want to say it's on Paramount plus. Okay. So then Hulu's going to have to get this one as the competing, right? To compete the <laughs> <laughs> fire festival stuff. Yeah. Uh, then they also do some pilot showcases, which to me either means that it's a short that they want to pitch for a feature or maybe TV series. Who knows? Yeah. The one that I want to point out is Miwi. It is the story of this girl who Amara, Amaria Yaya Jones, an argumentative teenager with a passion for dance, must plead her case to her overprotective brother in hopes of winning his blessing to walk to school with her first crush. Screenwriter Cute. Rob McKelney. <laughs> what? Exactly. It's always sunny. Reaction. I just want to see reaction. <laughs> Unless there's another one, bro. Yeah. So interesting stuff there. Uh, cool. If y'all are curious to check stuff out in the episodic one, they always tend to have uh, special screenings. So there are movies that used that that have premiered in the past. Sometimes they get the cast back together. We usually watch the new stuff, but if you are curious to go catch the Napoleon Dynamite one they'll have it there as in full yeah it's gonna they, be they have a couple of retrospectives i think it's gonna be like the 15th anniversary of napoleon or the 20 year anniversary of napoleon dynamite Jeez. next year mild ass indeed yeah and then uh, a couple of new frontier stuff which is supposed to be like vr centric kind of doing something new in the space that kind of have running times uh i believe one of them is an eno retrospective uh the composer, musician, and then the other one is supposed to be like an, an AI robot of sorts. So let's wrap up the list with the midnight ones. You guys already mentioned hey. some of the best ones out there. I saw the TV glow. It's going to be really good. I know people are really excited for that, but it's picked up by A24. Love Lies Bleeding, as Amanda mentioned, the new one from Rose Glass, also picked up by A24. <laughs> There's so many movies that are just picked up. In a Violent Nature. Sounds like it's going to be another yeah, one, one like uh, Hear No Evil. They're yeah. saying this one's going to be really nasty. Picked up by Shutter. All these movies are damn near picked up already. Uh, there is one that was a short that has now become a feature, Your Monster. And it stars ah. Melissa Barrera. So she will have one horror coming out mm-hmm. in 2024. And it looks weird. 
She has weird. like it, it looks it like looks the I Frank or the Frankenstein movie that's about to come out. Poor things. No, 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 no. no the, 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 <laughs> I know, I know. The, you the, know what I'm Lisa about, Frankenstein. Right, Lisa, Lisa Frankenstein. Lisa Frankenstein. Thank you. Yeah. But like in reverse. Yeah. Um, a little bit. Yeah. She falls in love with her monster, and it it helps her cope. So that'll be a horror movie that's out there. Zach had mentioned the kidnapping movie. It looks like it's going to be really interesting. And again, as I pull it up here, you'll notice that a lot of these movies aren't playing online. But the last time I checked, just to confer over here, available in person. <gasps> I lied to y'all. It's <gasps> only available for Ho-ho! press. Those damn midnight like months. I, uh, and and speaking of speaking of which, speaking oh. of which, am I wrong or are there no more actual midnight screenings at Sundance? Thank you for noting that. Yeah, I one of our most that. anticipating, anticipated with I saw the TV glow opening day, 10 p.m. They must have noticed that people weren't going showing up. Y'all got to rename yeah. the category to Midnight Eastern Time if that's the case. Like, what's going <laughs> you on? You know what? I'm good uh, with that. I'll take it, bro. <laughs> I'll I'm take it. I'll go sleep. Damn. My old ass, my old ass doesn't stay up for those midnight <laughs> Easily. screenings anymore. Yeah. We need to find a poster for wild ass and just carry it around with us. Yeah, yeah this is really the last couple back. here. Yeah. It's what's inside. It's a pre-wedding party yeah. that descends into an existential nightmare. It stars uh, Brittany O'Grady, who some of you may know from The White Lotus. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. No, I think that one looks good. One, yeah, it's produced yeah. by uh, Coleman Domingo. So, hey, I think the Hell man has good yeah. taste. So there might yeah. be something there. All the um, and then the last two is a comedy horror called Crazy House who it's got Nick Frost at the center of it. So I'm sure people yeah. are going to be really excited for that. Alicia Silverstone playing his mm-hmm. sitcom wife. So I'm, Ugh. I'm kind of curious as like he's shooting Dude, a show and then it becomes reality. She can do I, no wrong for me. He can do no every wrong. time yeah. anything she's in. I'm like, you were elevating this so mm-hmm. firmly. Like she pops up in reptile and I'm like, Oh my God, look Dude, at you go. Thank you. I, I felt she was Ugh. underappreciated in reptile. She was really good in reptile. Too. She's so good. Yeah. And then the last one to wrap up this list for the midnight and just the entire lineup is John Bell's The Mugai. He already oh. had this as a short and we thought it was pretty good. A nice little horror. And now he's making a feature film where it follows a mother who, while taking care of their second baby, starts getting haunted. There's some malevolent spirits that are following her. He, he works some magic with the short. I hope he goes all out with the feature. Oh, yeah. It's being pitched as a horror mystery. So I'm very Ooh. excited. This one comes from Australia. So there's going to be some deep roots in there as well. But overall, that is everything from the Sundance Film Festival Oof. for 2024. I told you all we'd do it in hey. under 90 minutes. We went through everything in we under 90 it. minutes. Hopefully we put some stuff on your radar. Let us know your favorites, what you're looking forward to. Any questions that you have. Let us know down below uh, mm-hmm. so that we can help in any way that yeah. we can. If you're going to be at the fest, if you're going to watch at home, all that good stuff. I'll give a super, super quick shout out to three shorts just because I know some of the people involved. So, Do it. no, uh, you know, I haven't seen these and I'm not objective about them at all. But there's so many shorts and it's so hard to navigate them. So if you're looking for somewhere to get started, uh, check out the short Grace. Uh, there's another one, another one called Guts. And also the short pathological all look really interesting and have have nice people behind them. Nice. Nice. Alina also made a list for the shorts, a letterbox list. They they tend to be the hardest ones to to get posters of, but mm. another solid year of uh, shorts as well. Mm-hmm. So, Hell and yeah. again, you can watch all of those from the comfort of your own house. I don't I don't think that they're they're barring any of them. And exactly. uh, they also got the new uh, Malia and Obama's short. 
<laughs> so uh, that's y'all wild. missed it. That's yeah. wild. I'm sorry. That's... I, I don't think it should be Good here. It started at South by last year and they did not allow it. It was the only short that didn't have a virtual thing. And then, Interesting. and then Chicago got it virtual and Toronto got it virtual <laughs> and now it's Sundance it's virtual so it is going to be there as well like I said there, we've got that list right there for those of you who are interested in checking out yeah. the Sundance short film look for the we'll link, link to below. the description of the episode yeah yep and we have the lineup as well over on Letterboxd so that you can look through that but any last minute thoughts questions concerns things that the people need to know before the Sundance Film Festival Amanda no, I don't know. Just like, you know, be prepped those days if you're getting tickets, like just know when it's your turn to go and get your stuff yeah. and mm -hmm. don't Every be year. super discouraged if something doesn't work out because stuff opens up. The wait list is a really viable way to get into some of those like really big movies. If you're like on the ball for it and like, you know what? It only takes two seconds. You can be in a movie and you're still just like, I got it. I got it. And you know, and that's okay. You know, you do it and you get Sometimes in. Sometimes they're nice and they give you, they even shine a flashlight for you so that you can see <laughs> yeah. where your phone is. Yeah, they're so nice. I'm I'm stealth. They haven't caught me yet. I'm good. Yeah. You gotta get the jacket. Because then you're not bothering anybody. You're just like, yeah. no one knows. You're fine. And you will have a jacket. You will you're, have a jacket. Definitely. <laughs> you should If you're have going a to Sundance, definitely keep in mind, Arturo loves hugs from strangers. If you see him he from across loves the street, them. just like, just dart into traffic. Run That's a really him. encouraging thing that like makes makes him believe that you're like a good faith person so even the mwah, mwah, <laughs> you know and when you're at that speed when you're at that velocity make sure to charge at zach because if there's a snowbank it's just something about it that he loves the swimming he loves them he loves them so much and Amanda's don't phone touch number me is three no. <laughs> no it's gonna be a good time if y'all have any questions definitely let us know oh, down below you know what uh, we should mention if you actually do look at the Sundance program, there are some conspicuous gaps in the schedule. You look Friday mm -hmm. night, you look Saturday night at the Eccles, at some of the big theaters. There yeah. are four, yes. five-hour blank spaces. And last year, we know that Past Lives was one of the late announcements. And as we talked about earlier, a lot of people's favorite movie of the year. So mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. still might be some announcements coming. I think there was also like January. a Doug, Doug Lyman directed Brett Kavanaugh documentary yeah, that was announced the up. day before it premiered yeah. and had one screening. So oh, okay. I thought you meant another one, bro. I'm like, no. <laughs> another one? No. <laughs> no maybe man, maybe it'll be back up. this year and we don't it know could, yet. It could. Yeah, so uh, keep your eyes peeled. Maybe turn on Twitter notifications for Sundance's account because there uh, might still be some interesting stuff to come. Good stuff. I would highly recommend sunglasses. The sun in Sundance yeah. is no joke. While oh, it is cold, Especially... that sun reflects off the white. It's, yeah. yeah, I wear sunglasses all the time and I need sunglasses yes. probably more in winter than I do in summer because of how firmly things reflect off of snow. And if you're coming out of a dark theater? Yeah, you're like... <laughs> Yeah. It's one of the most like white blanketed snowy places that I've Beautiful. ever been to. Yeah. And as you mentioned, yeah, the, just the reflection is blinding when you're coming yeah. out from a dark theater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, again, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, let us know down below. You can follow me over at LME Movies and on social media or over at Let Me Explain on YouTube.com. Amanda, where can they find more from you? You can find me all over the place at Amanda the Jedi, but primarily on YouTube. Zach? And I'm at Zshevich across social media and at Multiplex Show on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. 
You can follow everything dealing with the Intercut Podcast over at uh, Twitter, over on Patreon for all of our supporters who are catching this early. You can catch us every week on uh, Mondays. Almost forgot when a weekend must watch was. Every Monday on the weekend must watch, we'll be doing some live streams from Sundance as well. Obviously, as you've seen from all of our coverage from the past couple of years, we will be bringing you the best of the lineups, individual reviews, all of that good stuff. This is just the beginning of what's going to be the best of next year already. So make sure to follow us on all social medias down below. And until next time, keep watching movies, and we'll send you some Albertos. <laughs> <laughs>